Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Everyone has at least one good story. And some of us have stories that are just to the left of normal. We're interested in the ones that push the boundaries of what we can perceive. Stories that defy explanations. Stories with an air of mystery. Stories we might not share. For fear of being thought of differently. But don't worry. We're all friends here. So... What's your weird story? Hello, Weirdsville. How are you, Weirdsville? How is everybody doing out there? It's us, Adam and Barry, here with you once again, as we are every week on the What's Your Weird Story podcast which is uh, easy for me to say. Um, <laughs> how's it going? Barry, over there, how are you doing? Great. I'm great. How are you doing? How you doing? I'm, I'm, I'm all right. I'm doing all right. Uh, Good. Yeah, over there, I just, that's, that's Barry. Uh, hey. Barry, Barry the Nuke. Barry. Uh, <laughs> you know, I had a, uh, I had a, uh, once I, I helped a guy clean some uh, air filters at the craft factory and uh you have to sign in your name you know to 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 be on the premise so he gave me they made a name tag of my name who he signed me in as barry balls (laughs) so i got to walk around for eight hours with a name tag barry balls (laughs) (laughs) so i prefer that uh that's great all right i'll have to remember that Barry Balls. Great, great. Um, so, yeah, so over there is Barry Balls from now on. And uh, here in me is Adam Beebe, your host of the What's Your Weird Story podcast. As I mentioned earlier, we are your weekly podcast of weird stories, stories that were experienced by the storytellers here on the show that they tell you about it, their stories, and they tell us about their stories. Yes. And, uh, and that's what we do. Um, last week, Barry, we talked about the proposed uh, Bigfoot season hunting, Bigfoot hunting season bill yes. there in Oklahoma. That's correct. That's correct. And, um, you know, that's been making the news rounds. A lot of people talking about that, a lot of national uh-huh. uh, news, you know, and of course, everybody on Facebook posted, tagged me in some kind of article. Yeah, sure. And, uh, you know, people sent me emails and stuff. And my mom sent me this just uh, today. And uh, I wanted to uh, tell you guys about it. Um, So it's from the um, it's from the the February 5th issue of the the week magazine. Okay, uh, which is a. It's called the week. It's the best of U.S. and international media. Okay. Um, it's uh, I've never heard of it, but uh, you know, I guess it's a it's a aggregator of news stories. Okay. And uh, you know, it's supposed to be kind of a uh, a central biased. Okay. Political. Yeah. Well, it's not. It's not just political, but it, okay. they're definitely politics. All right. Okay. And but news, you know. Okay. But I mean, definitely a lot of, uh, you know. So anyway. Okay. So she sends me this, and there's just a little blurb about the uh, Oklahoma uh, Bigfoot hunting season proposal. Okay. 
and uh, the 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 highlighted part, the bold part, I guess would be the headline, I guess, but uh, is uh, fleecing the gullible. Okay, great. Says, That's a great setup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get to that. Okay. Uh, fleecing the gullible. After Oklahoma lawmaker Justin Humphrey proposed creating a Bigfoot hunting season as a quote revenue creator end quote complete with permits fees and a $25,000 reward for anyone who manages to trap or to quote trap a live Bigfoot end quote um yeah I don't know what uh if that was just like you know small clips of whatever but I just I take um I take offense at the judgmental ness yeah. of that first line, right. uh, fleecing the gullible. Yeah, and obviously here on the podcast, we love hearing about Bigfoot and about uh, cryptids, about UFOs, ghosts, all these things that you know a lot of the uh, rest of the world outside of Weirdsville may think are phony. They may think they're fake, they're or made up or whatever. But you know, the whole premise behind the big fun hunting season thing, it is a tourist money generator. It is a money generator. Right. It is all of that. I don't think it's fleecing gullible people. No. I don't think that no. people that are going to travel from outside of Oklahoma to get one of these would be necessarily gullible and, you know, the, or the people that went even go and try to, you know, capture or find Bigfoot out there. I don't think they're gullible people. Yeah. I just think really, I think that's a really like for a newspaper uh, or a magazine, a news magazine to use that kind of, you know, direct that directed language is just, I think that's kind of problematic and it really put me off. Yeah. When I saw that, you know, yeah. And I just wanted to call out the week magazine yeah. and uh, the writer of that and the editor right. for, you know, maybe they thought they were doing something, um, you know, noble by saying, you know, ridiculing the people who would want to participate in this activity. But I well, just, I just think it's, I don't know. It's just, it's just rude. It's, it's very judgmental. Yeah. Well, we, we're, we're the, uh, we're the Hicks, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, uh, the funny thing is the jokes on you, whoever wrote that, because none of us think that, I mean, it's, it's, it's something fun that we yeah. can get behind, uh, in a time when, you know, people are clamoring for income and monies need to be exchanged. Why don't we come up with something fun, harmless to get some money generated? You know, Especially, I mean, yeah, in that area where it comes from, that southeastern Oklahoma is not the rich part of the state. No, there's not a lot of things going on in that area. Right. You know, there's some recreation, but yeah. not a lot. Right. There's some tourism, but not a lot, you know, but this could take that and really pump in a lot of tourist money and a lot of monies that wouldn't normally be coming to the state of Oklahoma. Right. Because everybody thinks it's full of cowboys and hicks and, right. and you know, it's a, it's the prime flyover state, you know, but it 
going to introduce n- new things into the economy, and it's a good thing. You know, right. it's a good thing for the state of Oklahoma's economy, and I, you know, it's a creative way of doing it, and it's it's a fun way of doing it. And so, you know, if you're off on the East Coast or West Coast, wherever you are, person who wrote this. You know, and person who signed off and said, "Yeah, they can call it fleecing the gullible." That's fine. You know, it's it's not the gullible. It's the people who want to. You know, they want to do this. They want to buy into it. They want to buy it for a novelty item. They want to buy it. Maybe they do want to go out and buy it and try to find and capture a live Bigfoot for you know a twenty five thousand dollar reward. Right. You know, that's who your cares? prerogative. Who yeah. Fucking cares, man. <laughs> right. <laughs> Don't come out yeah. all judgmental on yeah. it just because these people want to have a good time, you know. Right. And I mean, I am not. I'm not a hunter. I think everybody either knows that or can kind of pick up on that by me knowing me. I don't own a gun. I've never had anything like that. I've never hunted, um, you know. But there's a reason that people have hunting season, and especially in the more rural country parts of the of our of our our nation and on the world, you know, you got to control populations of some animals and stuff, right. you know, and most of the people that we know that do hunt, they're not thrill killers. They go right. out, they kill a deer, they're going to eat it. Right. You know, they're going right. to dress it in the field and they're going to gut it and all that stuff. Right. And they're going to take it and they're going to go make some deer jerky and some venison and stuff like that, you know? So I don't know. I mean, they're not going to eat Bigfoot. Maybe they would eat. Like, I don't know, but still, I just you know I, I save just, save I just, some jerky for me if you do. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, it, it it it's one of those things. It just it lands flat because um, in a time when everybody is uh, so involved and invested in being you know in tune with everything in the world, and let's not offend anyone. Like I, I just I think it's a dumb thing to say. I think it's a dumb thing to say because. Um, you know, because I live here, man, and, and we yeah. get it. It's like it's an inside joke, and we get it. You know, yeah. you don't have to get it, but we get it, and that's all that yeah. matters. So anyway, yeah, what yeah, whatever. Um, yeah. That you know, whoever that was, we love you. We hope you. Uh, we hope you uh, f- make room for Jesus in your heart, as we would say, or, or, or Bigfoot. Make room for Bigfoot <laughs> Big in your heart. Foot. Make, fun, yeah. make room for Bigfoot in your heart, yeah. and. Uh, Go down to the Oklahoma Bigfoot Fest. Yeah, exactly. And uh, let us know if you do. Right. And we'll come hang out with you because uh, you clearly need some friends that will help you out down there. And we'll Absolutely. be your friends and we'll talk. And, uh, you know, when we're not even going to take you Bigfoot hunting, the snipe, you know, hunting version right. of going to find Bigfoot. Right. We'll, we're, you we'll know, go to the we'll real deal. Real deal. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it. Yeah. Absolutely. So anyway, <laughs> so, <laughs> so that was just... Boy, my mom sent me to that. Sent me that today, and I was, like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. You know, it just rubbed yeah. me the wrong way. Yeah, so I just that's funny. To that's funny. Share, well, so. hey, speaking of friends, we got a good one on today. He uh, he is uh, one of the more uh, funny uh, individuals we've had on, and <laughs> we didn't know what to think when we he got in touch with us, but we're so glad that he did. Today we have on our friend Philip. Yeah, Philip is from part of. The area close to where I lived in North Carolina, one of the many places there, uh, Mebane or Mebane, however you pronounce it, one of those ways is proper, one of those ways is not, and it, depending on how you say it is whether you're from there or not, and people will know. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> but anyway, it's a small rural part of North Carolina, 
And uh, he has uh, in some interesting stories. And uh, as we mentioned uh, last week, we would put these kind of more in your um, in the psychedelic category. Yeah. Um, possibly we could you could put it into alternate medicines um, and and even mental health. Um, but also, it, there's a lot of uh, humor and a lot of funny things in it. So yeah, but a lot of really good discussion that came out of this. Yeah, um, and so it's it's an interesting and fun episode, and so uh, we'll get right to it, Philip. Thank you for uh, writing us on Instagram and uh, saying, "Hey, I want to. I've got a story for you." So thank you for doing that, Philip. What's your weird story? Yeah. Well, I got dosed while getting my tonsils taken out at four years old. <laughs> what, okay, so you got do- and you said uh, what? It, what was it that you got dosed with? I think it was nitrous oxide, like whatever they make you breathe in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like they put that on my face and they told me to like count backwards which went from ten, and I was just like taking deep breaths and breathing. I was like, it looked like an alien abduction, but it really wasn't. Right. What happened before? And I got strong lungs because, like, a couple seconds later, I blacked out and I heard this hardcore voice say, "You're not supposed to be here." And it's, it was like a, it sounded like smog. It smelled like a freaking dragon. Whoa! <laughs> it's like, like uh, it felt like you know like the movie Get Out, where that guy yeah. like goes. Into the black sunken place or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I went into that and then I went through like a bunch of alternate realities where I got murdered over and over again. (laughs) Whoa. Wow. At four. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. I didn't know I was having it. It felt like I was like tripping balls hardcore. This in like this being thrust through different timelines, like dinosaurs happened at one point, and I was running from them, and I guess I got eaten up, and then I kept like I snapped to like a war zone, and then went to like I just kept dying over and over again. And <laughs> I was like, I don't know what's going on here, and I woke up, and our CDO hall got canceled. <laughs> <laughs> And that was the first thing I remember after seeing all that crazy stuff was looking up at the little hospital screen and like controlling the TV, and it was Arsenio Hall. And it started Arsenio Hall, and it was like, I guess some guy came on. I don't know if it was Michael Rappaport. It looked like a Boston type guy. And he just started jumping on his couch and screaming, Cancel, cancel. <laughs> and I, I was crying and confused, and I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know how to explain it to anybody. And I first kept that a secret my whole life until I was about 23 years old when I did shrooms for the first time. And did the shrooms bring it all back? Oh, no, it fixed it because after <laughs> me. I was a gothy, depressed kid who, uh, I guess I was really suicidal growing up. Okay. It's kind of hard talking about it, but it's it's hilarious because it made me like the first black hipster pretty much. Like, I was (laughs) like, 
Like, I used to always wear, like, tie-dye shirts and, like, this kind of crazy shit. Like, I would troll people. But it was, I guess, all brought on by this hallucination. <laughs> so you think that sent you down that, that episode... When you're four years old, do you think that sent you down a path of like psychedelia and uh, opened up a different door to you as far as how you lived your life? Oh, yeah. Interesting. Like, you know, I had like recurring nightmares that repeated that over and over again from like age four to like eight. And I, it felt like I was falling out of my body over and over again. Yeah. And yeah. It felt like terrifying. Like I would wake up and jump out because every time I like, I would try to go to sleep, I couldn't sleep. And it was right after that tonsil surgery, it, it coming home and this. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I wonder now. I don't know if this, if you, you were going through all these different time zones. Yeah, I wonder if this was if it was. Um, do you believe in reincarnation and past lives and stuff like that? Especially after that, yeah. Yeah, but that would definitely key me up to be thinking, yeah, maybe that's what it was, and maybe you were kind of like, because you were in that altered state of consciousness, you were flipping, it was almost like you were flipping through the channels mm -hmm. of, uh, you know, any, all these things that, I, you know, had had happened to you. It was like oh. a robot chicken, pretty much, like a real <laughs> terrifying chicken <laughs> <laughs> i've eaten uh i've eaten way too much um uh weed brownies and uh felt like i was falling into a black hole and and, oh, yeah. and thought that i was dying and so i can relate to that and i remember as a kid going to the dentist and, and I, they would use the laughing gas on the laughing gas is that what that's what they used to call it right sure. laughing gas yeah. and uh I, I never knew what it was like to be high um, because, you know, you're a kid, so you don't know. And so I, I, I do remember it just always being very weird, like everything was super slowed down and strange and weird after you got done, you know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's uh, for it to have that big of an impression on you and um, send you send you down this path is really interesting at such a young age, man, you know. Most most kids are living in a quite quite I think a a, a psychedelic um, experience anyway as a kid because everything's so real you know like discovering anything for the first time is like always like a big mind blower when mm -hmm. you're growing yeah for sure so what was it you you ate the, the you ate the shrooms and you uh, and you unlocked. Or you were fixed. What happened with that? How did that describe that experience? So I became like a super depressed like nerd. I was like two hundred and eighty pounds, and mm -hmm. I guess drank way too much. And my my best not only really best friend but like a close friend gave me some uh, shrooms. He just gave me like a handful randomly. Eight all of them. I guess a voice came out of nowhere and it was like, you don't have any reason to have any anxi anxiety. Mm. And I was like, well, I guess not. I just walked over to these. This is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. And I had no fear of whatever. Saying that, it was like, they just busted out laughing instantly. It was kind of crazy. Sure. And then, oh yeah. then I walked to the next bar 
and I felt like I don't know what happened, but I felt like I was in George Clooney's basement. I just had like extreme <laughs> confidence. I felt like we were like, it was a big party. It's a pool hall named Jake's in Greensboro. And I ended up there, and I was just like, I could zoom in on everybody's conversations kind of like psychically. And I just sure. felt like hardcore love in the air. And it was just like, I don't know where after that. It was pretty much the God told me the key to life is becoming Joe Rogan. It's like, you can lose the weight. And start doing something creative. And ever since then, I've been like trying to at least like do open mics, record dumb videos, or try to stay out of uh, like downward spiral mode that I was in for pretty much my whole life. I've been like suicidal since that happened, or since four four to twenty three. Right, and dude. Well, they they um, they the research on. psilocybin mushrooms is um it we're just now starting to learn what what they can do and Mm -hmm. uh and i think that's a great thing because a lot of people that have uh ptsd um also folks that uh suffer from cluster headaches um can use mushrooms to help um with pain and Mm -hmm. um because you're able to if if anyone out there that hasn't done psychedelics um it can be pretty profound because it, it, it forces you to look at your life in a different way. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a really, I, I look at those things as medicines, you know, kind of like, uh, you know, our Native American folks that use, um, you know, mescaline and, uh, you know, peyote, peyote and, um it can really help with things, and um, I'm glad for you that it helped yeah. sort of put things into perspective, you know, because mm-hmm. life is a weird thing where if you're if you're feeling down in the dumps and you don't know what to do, if you get outside of yourself and you experience something like that, it can really turn the page and let you see yeah. your place in the world, you know, in the universe, really. And uh, I think it's a great thing, man. I think it's a great yeah, thing. I'll- a lot of that kind of um, long, prolonged depression, um, a lot of that is, it's you know, it's a cycle, and it just keeps you there. And I experienced that, you know, a long stint of depression, you know, since, you know, like my teens and up. And, you know, uh, being able to kind of break that cycle or, you know, uh, or at least, you know, stagger it a bit. And have some other perspective, like, you know, with, you know, um, anything that kind of, you know, alters your state of consciousness can be extremely beneficial. And that's why we're seeing more people, uh, more, you know, research and more uh, usage of of mushrooms for therapy and for medicine, like you said. So that's awesome, dude. Yeah. Yeah, like MAPS in Oregon or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Maps is a great program. I mean, they've they've done a lot in uh, in research for a lot of different types of uh, of um, of drugs and medicine. Um, it'll be interesting to see how this whole thing plays out because they've legalized uh, mushrooms, and I don't know if they've it, did they legalize other stuff too, or I think I think so, or every, they decriminalized it, maybe right, right. Right. That may be it that they yeah. decriminalized it, but I know that I think that also 
I think mushrooms had were legalized, but I think also in uh, Colorado, right? They legalized. That's like, my, yeah, know. yeah, definitely. I think it's and, you know not to get political. I don't want to get political at all, but I think it's a step in the right direction. Um, mm. I think that the war on drugs has not worked, and so we've got to figure out something else. And the yeah, and I think it's a step in the right direction. I think you know here in Oklahoma. Uh, Oddly enough, we were ahead of Texas when it came to uh, legalizing uh, marijuana, medical marijuana, which is, you know, it's 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 changed um, people's views here uh, in, a, in a really profound way, in a way where as a kid growing up, I don't think I would have ever saw this uh, coming. Yeah. I really didn't. Yeah. I didn't think it happened in my lifetime, but it has. And it's been a great thing for us as far as revenue, uh, giving people jobs, um, but also for people to be able to medicate themselves in a way that is pretty healthy, honestly, in my mm -hmm. viewpoint. Um, you talk about other drugs like Oxycontin and these, these synthetic drugs that are, you know, stealing people's lives. Mm -hmm. Um you know, not not to say that it you shouldn't play with this stuff. Obviously, you got to be an adult, and you need to um, be responsible when it comes to these things. And knowledgeable. And knowledgeable, yeah. right? You should always do these things with a, a, a higher intent, in, in my mind. Um, and but the on them is like a big booster if you ever tried it. Yeah, right. It's like um, it won't lie to you. You know, it won't, it won't, uh, it doesn't inflate the ego. Um, I feel that way with a lot of the, the uh, natural stuff, uh, where it's maybe some of the things that are, that are sort of man-made may, may play tricks on you, <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah. yeah experiences were like 2CB before that, uh -huh. like, like MDBP and research stuff and I guess it got dark before it got good on my psychedelic experience. Right, right. right. It can. Yeah, certainly. Definitely. And, it, it, you know, and that could be any number of things. That could be just, um, you know, however the, whatever the molecule it is that you took, you know, that combination with the combination of the molecules that are already in your brain. Um you know, it could have been something, you know, your own mood. Uh, it could have been any number of things that, you know, could, you know, alter it to where you were having it. You know, you have a, a bad trip, uh, you know, right. rather than you know, something. But, you know, I mean, that's. That whole idea about set and setting is very important when it comes to yeah. those things. I know it's not so much with ayahuasca because they say ayahuasca just you completely leave your body, but with uh, these types of things, it, it is you, you can't be in a in a weird situation and trip your balls off. It's just not going to work. You yeah. Know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you're if you're uh, somebody who doesn't go to you know doesn't like being in in uh, public and doesn't like being around a lot of people. Yeah. You know. Um, you know taking some acid or mushrooms or some kind of other psychedelic yeah. in a, uh, you know, at, at a, at at a state Times fair, New Year's yeah. Eve or even yeah. just a, a big party, a house, yeah. big house party is not going to be, yeah. you know, that's not going to help you out. That's not, you know, you might have a good time, but odds are, you know, you're, that's not going to, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. I do them every new year's. Like, I guess it's like a ritual. I did it on pretty much. December 2012 was when this happened. And I was like, this is close to when everybody was going crazy about the Mayans. 
Oh, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Mayan calendar. Because after that, I've never had any kind of voice impact or any kind of reaction to shrooms like that since. Like, I don't know if they were different types or a different strain. But when I took those, I got like a great insight on my life. But other times, I get just like cool. Like I feel inner. Like my body is kind of just like the breath is really important, and you just kind of like focus in on that. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Well, maybe it could be simply that whatever it was that unlocked you there and set you on the right path was, you know, that's all you needed. You just needed that one push. And right. then everything else is just, you know, like you said, it's kind of a re, almost like a reset, you know, or a ceremony or something like that. So, which is cool. Well, you your, your body can adapt to those things too. You know, uh, sometimes your body doesn't know what to do with that. Um, so over time it can change. Your chemistry can change. Um, I know it did with me. Uh, first time I ever smoked weed, never, it didn't work. In fact, it didn't work three times. And I was like, what the fuck is this? This is not fun. I don't understand what this is about. And then I finally, that last, the, f- the first time, you know, mm-hmm. it just, mm-hmm. bam. And I was like, okay, I found a friend. <laughs> I found a friend. <laughs> you know? Uh, so, but yeah, that's cool. I, I, you know, I think people will hear your story and, um, and, and, and will relate to that. Yeah. You know, and the fact that so you're so are you you still doing comedy? Is that a possible thing right now with COVID? It's hard. It's like we were doing it outside for a couple of months in Winston Salem, and it was okay. Like we had a lot of crowd. One time we had like thirty some people there. And it was outdoors, and people were spaced out on lawn chairs. Nice. And I did one of the O'Reilly Auto Parts outside of the parking lot in Charlotte. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> and I was like, past, I was like, this is an O'Reilly. <laughs> so I was like, there's no comedy here. I just kept driving. And I drove back here. <laughs> it was like 10 people. And a lot of people just fixing their cars in the parking lot listening <laughs> in. Right. <laughs> that's that, great. That's comical in itself. Yeah. So do you have do you have a group of guys and girls that are comedians around you that you're able to kind of hang out with like minds where you're at? Oh, yeah. I guess there's like a lot of them. There's like pockets of people all over. But I like to travel to every different city instead of just, you know, I go from Wednesday Hill to Raleigh, sometimes Wilmington, but and yeah, Durham sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sure. Hey, another another great comedian from your out your way is Duncan Trussell. Do you do you do you pay much attention to Duncan Duncan Trussell? Yeah. Big fan. Of he him. is. I heard him on the he is hilarious, man. His he's got his own podcast too, which is absolutely hilarious. He's a he's a I don't know. He's just this weird like a uh, hippie guru kind of guy, but is just absolutely hilarious, but also incredibly smart. I mean, he has such a great perspective on things, and. uh I really enjoy listening to his podcast and his uh, thoughts on stuff. Mm-hmm. I loved on Twitter when he was doing P and on, like before Q, <laughs> there was P. Yeah. He was like, hey. 
Hey, that's a nice t-shirt you got on there. Oh, thanks, dude. It's brand new. Do you like that? It's one of the official What's Your Weird Story t-shirts. Where'd you get that? It's funny that you ask. I just got it off the brand new Spreadshirt.com site for the What's Your Weird Story podcast. There's no www. You just go straight to shop.spreadshirt.com backslash what without the apostrophe W-H-A-T-S hyphen Y-E-O dash w-e-i-r-d dash s-t-o-r-y and that'll take you right there i mean you can never own enough clothing well it's true barry there's t-shirts for the ladies because you know they're cut differently there's hoodies which are really cool there's two different kinds of hoodies and there's also tote bags so you can tote your stuff that's so cool man so if you guys go out to spreadshirt.com what's your weird story currently there are two designs but there will be more going up very soon so just keep your eyes out for that and if you decide to get one of our shirts tag yourself on instagram to ours or facebook show your love show us what you got let's see your true colors do you have uh any other weird shit man that uh you want to talk about oh yeah i might be kind of psychic oh. <laughs> i don't know if anything to do with it <laughs> well great well wh- why do you say that because when i was in kindergarten i was like thinking about dumb shit like vapes like i i was writing down inventions that that were they were i guess they were in already invented technically but i never heard of it. i had no contact with the outside world sure right i was like a black leonardo da vinci but like <laughs> in the like a country i i I'd never watched tv growing up. i like was outside digging holes and building traps and weird shit like rambo <laughs> <laughs> And I was always thinking that the government was out to get us. And I was like a libertarian. Like, I was anti-government. I didn't like it. I thought I was corrupt. But I was a, a child. Like, I would say this in the second grade. Like, I remember they made us split into Republicans to Democrats. Uh-huh. And I was like, I'm picking a side. And I was the only one that did that. And they were, the teacher was like, why do you, why do you want to do that? Like, well, everybody sucks. I was, like, <laughs> I was a depressed, cynical asshole to just... I never went along with Santa Claus. I would always just call out bullshit. It's kind of like uh, I was like a troll, kind of. Sure. Well, that sounds like you were already on your path to being a comedian, so. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like all, like that weird moment led me to be like antisocial and kind of an asshole, but always like tr- in the fashion and like weird shit and cars. But no actual monetary ability to be able to do that. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Like, I'll make my own clothes with my mom, and I was like, I, don't, I can't wear stuff that everybody else wears. And I was like, in my head, I thought I was an immortal, like reincarnation of Rasputin. <laughs> 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 right after that, in kindergarten, I read Sid Hartha. So oh, yeah? Like, yeah. That's why I was like in the reincarnation. Like, that's the only thing that kept me kind of sane was like going to school after the surgery and like reading that book. Sure. Wow. Well, that's a that's a pretty deep book for uh, a a young person to read. Yeah. They're like, why did they approve that for kindergarten reading? Like, I remember <laughs> my teacher. Like, yes. Yeah, like, but- life. Like all of my teachers be like the greatest versions of. 
like a public school teacher you can have. That's cool. Especially where you live, because it's yeah. pretty conservative. Well, I mean, not so conservative, not not really like here, but um, still a lot of very Christian folk live mm-hmm. in your area. So uh, teachings of Buddha wouldn't be necessarily something that people would necessarily want their kids to be into around where we grew up anyway. That would be uh, sort of frowned upon. But uh, that's cool, man. That's great. So you, you've always had you've you've always had a, a different way of looking at life, man, from the outsider point of view. Mm-hmm. But I really I always never really felt like I was a, uh, belonged around anybody else because I didn't know how to explain it. I was just like, is there something else going on or not? And I was just like, I, I never really talked. I was a quiet kid. I tried to. I had like a small circle of friends that mm-hmm. I would. It took like kind of trolling to see who could be my friend or not. Right. With them. Right. But I would say I was satanic, but I really wasn't satanic. I was like, look up Anton LaVey. It's kind of like a troll version of Satanism. But sure. if I heard say I was a Satanist, they'd be like, oh, this guy like mutilates cows and like abuses children. So I would try to see if they would look into it deeper before I become their friend. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of natural, though. Yeah, I mean, people do it in different ways, you know. Yeah, but it that that's kind of a great way to get friends because then you know that you they're your friends, your real friends, because yeah. they give they're, a shit. Uh, yeah, exactly, because they're gonna give a shit. And for people listening uh, who don't know, there are there's kind of like. Um, there's kind of two schools. Well, there's probably many, but there's two main schools of of Satanism. Um, there's the ones that are um, to you know who do the uh, who are deeper into the occult and do the magic and the sacrifices and stuff like that. And that inspired the Satanic Panic of the '80s and '90s, and that's a very small marginal group of it. The um, the other group. The one of the type that like Anton LaVey and uh, started that that satan group of Satanism is more just about being um, free thinking, being opposed to kind of any kind of um, status quo. Yeah, status quo to any kind of um, to, to be in opposition to be kind of i'm trying to find the word and it's escaping yeah. me right now but uh conform being a non-conformist right uh rejecting right. society's norms just for being like that right. like you know, like you said being status quo free and will just being, yeah that. very much free will yep. and um yeah so you know do do what you will you know and 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 it has nothing to do with um the actual uh devil or, right you know right. say anything like that it's just taking up that um, you know that image as the adversary, as the you know who rejected the the one who first rejected everything by right, far right. and became you know, becoming the devil or whatever. Right. So and that well, made yeah. that rising ma- star or, or um, fallen star. That's what it was yeah. Mm-hmm. Lucifer Morning Star. Right. Is what you, yeah. That may be a weird thing for people to wrap their head around, but that's yeah. true. That's very true. Um. And then you've got a lot of people out there that are that are they belong to the Church of Satan just to have a membership. I mean, it's uh, yeah. it's, it's comical, you know. Um, and uh, but you know, I mean, that's uh, that's um, 
I think you're a, you're kind of a lot like like we are in that um, we we never Adam and I really never accepted what we were told. Uh, we did up to a certain age, but uh, our enlightenment didn't come to a little bit later than yours. I think you you probably uh, the, your your dentist trip at at four years old sent you down a path that is uh, usually comes later on in life. So yeah, you know. Yeah. But I think that's cool that you uh, you never. And and the world needs more people like that, nonconformists, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yes, yeah. because we are living in a world where everyone wants to conform and everyone wants to be the Instagram star and the influencer and mm-hmm. everything's perfect. And I just can't get down with that. <laughs> I like people that are imperfect, I guess. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that have different... Anti-social, anti-influencer guy on the internet. That's like my... <laughs> character right which which leads to great comedy i mean yep. the greatest comedians are able to look at things in a way that shines light on just ridic the ridiculousness of humanity yeah and uh so that's you know that's great it's a great path to walk man yeah, it's freeing because you can't get fired from this job right <laughs> <laughs> that's right I did shrooms at work. This is like the the bad part of the story. Uh Once I was like really depressed. I was like, I'm going nowhere in life. I still live with my parents at like 24. It's like, like, it happened in 2013. This is when this happened. I guess it was a year after the shroom trip, the the second one. And I got fired because I did shrooms at work. It was like, you don't have to be here. Like, you can go out and do like fucking tiktok and make money i like yeah whatever but also i got this weird inkling that my boss might be an abusive person like just based on this based on the like this is based on who i like i guess not psychic powers but it's, i feel vibes off of this dude mm-hmm. and, and i guess you can look it up i'll see you the link of the guy later for clarification okay <laughs> But let's just say, like, four years after I quit that job doing shrooms, he got five felony charges. Oh, shit. Damn. Well, this is crazy. <laughs> so, you did they know you were tripping when you were wor- at work? Yeah, because I would post this shit on Facebook. Like, I would be, like, just saying everything. Like, I was autistic. I had no filter. <laughs> <laughs> I would just, like, I'd be like, the girl that, because another thing that happened was we were all going for, like, a like a lead position that everybody, you get, like, an extra dollar per hour. Right. Then I don't know, guy came over, he was like, there's not going to be any interviews for this, she gets the job. And I was like, hmm. And then I had this psychic feeling that she banged that guy just so she could get that job, because she was kind of a whore, but... <laughs> <laughs> She hit on me. She was like, my, my husband doesn't like me messaging people on Facebook. I was like, well, don't message me. And I blocked her instantly when I first started working there. And that was like three years before that happened. And I was like, this is a weird, and there's a lot of weird stuff going on in that company. And I was just like seeing stuff. And mm. what my boss got charged with is technically related to the Q movement. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. And nobody really expected because he was like a military guy. He was a Marine. He was like an ex, like Freemason, and like he was well respected in the like upper ranks. But none of the other employees liked him. 
Mm-hmm. He had this weird, like, he was a sober guy. He was like, I don't do any drugs. You shouldn't do any drugs. And I was just like, I'm smoking weed in the parking lot. I'm crushing beers because I don't want a beer. <laughs> I'm sad. <laughs> I'm 280 pounds or 250. And I was... I started doing steroids too. I was mixing five. Holy eight. shit! God. Oh man! I, I, after that, I ended up losing eighty pounds in two months and getting jacked. Damn! Like, this guy is fucking crazy because I, I like I did a body transition in front of everybody, and I was kind of having like a, I guess. You know when people go insane, like a psychotic break, and you think you're Jesus or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Like you try to free everybody around you, be like a libertarian. I pretty much stays the communist insurrection at a soccer company. Go around telling old ladies they could be like, so they could sell their underwear on the internet, and make more money than they could working here. <laughs> <laughs> and I was trolling. I was like, well, I know that if I create enough of a stir, that federal agencies are going to get involved, and they're looking into this guy who's trying to get me for being a very high, like, bad employee. <laughs> right. So, <clears throat> did it they... worked, but uh, like, I'm like the Black Alex Jones, pretty much. <laughs> I, got, I was getting banned off the internet before, like, years ago, like, when the, all this was going on. Did they fire you immediately after that? Then, I ended up quitting. They, they wouldn't fire me because they knew that I was going to get unemployment. Okay. And they mm. were like, this guy. Uh, I also drank way too much water, so I had to pee right now. So just in case, it's all good, man. Sorry, right, man. Let it rip, dude. This is like the weird story part of the podcast. You do weird <laughs> stuff. <laughs> What's your weird pee break? Well, yeah. <laughs> wow. So they so they basically were like, okay, we're not going to fire you, but you need to find something else to do. Yeah, like they like told everybody they had like meetings at work. They were like, you, sh- you shouldn't hang out with this guy. He's going to get you in trouble. You're going to be, like, reprimanded if you talk to him or stuff like that. So, so nobody would interact with me. And I'll be just at work not doing any work. Like, I'll be just standing at the machine not doing anything. Sure. And, like, nobody would get my, like, I would be the guy who, I press numbers on the back of jerseys. Mm. And I'll be the customization guy, and I taught people how to do it. Or the trainer program or whatever. Yeah. And everybody would just stare at me like, this guy's crazy. I was like, well, I'm not actually crazy. I just don't want to work here. But I don't like, have the skills or capacity to get another job because all my skills are just putting numbers on shirts. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know because that's the thing. Like I did all that stuff probably six, seven years ago when this happened. And, like, the Q part about, like, what he was actually charged for, CP is what they call it. Okay. Ah. Uh, yeah. What is that? What's CP? Child porn. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh. Which oh. is weird, because, like, maybe shrooms might make you psychic. Like, you might go crazy, and all the stuff you're saying might actually be true, but only if you have, like, the karma or... You might be spiritually aligned to get that information. <laughs> I mean, I it's hard to debate that because it something changes for sure whenever you do that. You know, whenever you have an experience like that, a, a door opens, you know, that whole idea 
that the hippies had and stuff like you know a door will open for you mm-hmm. uh you are able to perceive things in a different way and um it's hard to put a a solid uh explanation as to what that is but you do like have this feeling of like like the everything that you've known up until that point is not necessarily based in the reality that we're we are molded into as young people and then you 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 open this doorway up to maybe using more of your brain or something and you can perceive things differently man i mean i don't know i don't know but uh so maybe maybe what you were experiencing was that your brain was telling you that something else is going on here and mm-hmm. you got to listen to that voice and uh it sounds like you made the right decision by fucking off work and getting away oh, from no. that, that guy you know how much bitcoin was when all this shit was going on like when i was on streams i was in the bitcoin back then and it was six hundred dollars per bitcoin wow and I was talking to this guy. I just got my tax return from like when I quit there. It was in like probably February, and I could have been at least thirty thousand dollars richer <laughs> if I was if I would listened to my stream trip and spent my whole, whole freaking tax return on Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> so you got rid of the Bitcoin? Oh uh, no, I didn't never bought it. I didn't. Oh, you didn't buy it. Because it was like you still had to go through stuff. It's not like now where you can just get it on cash out. Right. Right. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Like me and this other smart guy who worked there, we were like talking about cryptocurrency at work, and like we sh- you shouldn't talk about this around regular people because they're gonna get interested in it. And they're gonna try to like make their lives better. <laughs> that was what it felt like. Right. I haven't seen lately what that's doing. I, I think is doing down. It went up to forty k, then it dropped to thirty eight, stayed steady, and it dropped now to thirty one thousand. Wow, wow, that's that's crazy. the thing though with with cryptocurrency is that, I mean, it is it it, it is volatile. You know, right. it can go up and down crazy like that, um, and you never know. But I mean, you could say the exact same thing about the stock market, all the other stocks, you know? yeah, yeah, for sure, or any other kind of thing that's you know has of quote unquote value. So, right, right. Man, that's the shroom lesson I got. It's like money's not real, so don't worry about saving it up. So yeah, yeah. Sure. Well, yep. I'm happy working an eight dollar an hour job and breaking even at all times. Right. Yeah. I don't get stuck to anything. Well, that's you know, I mean, there's something to be said for that, man. You know, I think a lot of times we get stuck. We I was having this conversation the other day with with a family member of mine. It's like it looks. It looks great from somebody outside looking in on somebody who's making a shit ton of money, but the the amount of bullshit that you have to sacrifice in your life, and uh, it's like I don't know if that's really worth it, you know, and and yep. and I think that's maybe a part of what people are afraid of when it comes to drugs is they're afraid of people kind of reprioritizing their lives and not chasing the dollar because it will change your viewpoint on those things for sure. You know, but I feel like I'm not aging right now because I don't have any stress. Exactly. Right, hey, man, that there's, there's a valid point to that. Obviously stress causes 
uh, your body to break down at a faster rate. I mean, that's a very scientific rate. I mean, yes. very scientific point. You know, we know that. Um, and even, you know, but like a, a wise man once said, uh, mo money, mo problems. That's so true. <laughs> that's so true, man. Oh, man. The great discussion, man. Yeah, definitely. I love it. So what are your plans um, for the future? You still plan on, on, on hitting the comedy thing hard? Yeah. I mean, I guess whenever it comes back, I think this Thursday there's like another Greensboro open mic. Okay. But it's, uh, to me, comedy in the way it's getting censored now, like if you're anything outside of like mainstream or you're like libertarian or anti-government, you might get censored. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Everything underground. So I always have to figure out like um, freaking what's that stuff? Uh, torrent type comedy. I'll yeah. Like, right. Or dark web. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> like, it's important. Or a flash drive, and you don't know what's going to be on it. This is my comedy. <laughs> it's in, it's important for you to continue this, man, and, and you and speaking your mind. And you know, comedians are such a great beacon of uh, of of light in these dark times because um, oftentimes people that are speaking the truth, people want to you know stamp that out. They don't want people to hear it, and it's important for people like you to continue doing that. I think it's a noble cause, and I think that uh, all the greatest comics are the ones that really make you dig deep, man. Bill Hicks, you know, um, Richard Pryor. Um, you know, all those, all those guys, George were, Carlin, George Carlin. I mean, they, they, they have such a legacy of shining the light back on humanity of this is the craziness that we're doing to one another. Yeah. And here is how we can deal with it. Let's laugh about it. Yeah. Right. Right. Comedians are comedians. And especially in the past, you know, 100 years or so have been, or if not more, have been very much um, the, the forefront, at the forefront of social criticism, um, you know, especially in our country. Um, I'm sure, you know, in the other countries as well, um, at least countries that have some more freedom of expression. Uh, but, you know, it is often easier to take that you know absurdism and that bad medicine if you're laughing you know right right. and if you're laughing at yourself and and stuff like that and so there's a lot i mean and comedy is hard because you have to be smart you have to be uh witty and clever and you have to know how to present things and how to say things and how to time things yeah and you know and uh, so like that's an art being a stand-up comedian and in even writing comedy is yeah. an art, and so yeah, it's a high, high form of art. Uh, speaking of which, have you seen the? I just watched the other day the Robin Williams documentary. Have you seen that on HBO? Either one of you? Oh, not yet. Oh, it's so good! It's so I good. Know. Yeah. Also had like a like medical related like incident or whatever. Yeah, he he had uh, diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. Mm. And and uh and something else that went along with it that was dementia related. Mm-hmm. He had real yeah he had real difficulties with um, like reality. 
you know, mm. like uh, it was slipping away on him. But he was just put under anesthesia as well. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's what they think may have triggered some of it. Oh but, wow, really? Yeah, oh, okay. but, yeah, because he had open heart surgery, man. And and when they put you out like that. Your brain, when you come back, your it all the chemicals in your body, so they stop your heart or they they fuck with it, and then when they put you back together and bring you back, your hormones and your chemicals get all fucked up. Yeah. And so yeah. that was one of the things they didn't really talk about it too much in the documentary, but I've heard other people talk about it uh, about his situation. But um, but he was such a it was so interesting because it was like as a light of a hearted guy on stage as he was and all that that he encompassed off stage he was just that dark you know mm -hmm. he just never felt like he measured up but he felt like his comedy was a way to express the best part of himself you know and so it was just a great if you guys have a chance man you should watch it so good yeah, another thing about the uh, the, the Anastasia, not Anastasia, anesthetics. Um, um, I mean, there's there's a reason why people specialize in, in medicine in that, right? And even those people can often will often tell you they don't know exactly yeah. what it is that makes those things work, right? And you know, so that's why it's such a precise thing, and it's a high stress job. Mm -hmm. You know, because if you fuck up just a little bit, you know, somebody could be, somebody could be, you know, brain damaged, somebody could die, you could make situations so much worse. Right. You know, and then again, like I said, they don't know exactly, you know, how a lot of this stuff works or right. why it works, but it right. does. So. For sure. Phil, how do, do you have any, um, do you have an Instagram? Do you have anything that you do online that people can uh, follow you and uh, get in touch with you? I mean, kind of. I mean, I guess Instagram was my, like, weird thing, but since I'm scared to get banned, I'm starting a Discord. Okay. Uh, okay. Or maybe a podcast. I think that would be the easiest way is... Do it, man. Tuskegee. It's kind of a joke. It's like, you know, Tuskegee Airmen, they got syphilis. So that fucks with your neural whatever, so it might make you crazy. So, like, me getting anesthesia is like being a Tuskegee Airman. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You should do it. You, you should do it, yeah, man. man. Especially in this time, man, because people can really, you know, if you get that going, um, you know, obviously we 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 love to. It, we have an open door policy, so you want to come back here, you know, um, and, and promote that. Um, it would be great because it's a way for people to get to know you, you know, and and maybe maybe cultivate uh, more of a following that way too. Yeah, like Anton LeBay on Instagram, but that's like part of the joke of like being a fake Satanist or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but I like, spell it B A E instead of V A E. Okay, and it's the black version of beautiful like that B A E hashtag and that I don't know <laughs> bad brain. I need to redo it. <laughs> nice, nice, awesome man. Um, well, cool. Well, I I mean. If, I think if if you don't have anything else, man, we're uh, I think we're I think we got a good episode here, man. Yep. Yep. Oh shit! Just uh, I don't know if I want to <laughs> talk about COVID for the last part. To like, sure. It's just like drink your gin and tonics, people, and take your vitamins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go. Hey. Vitamin D, man. Vitamin yep. D up. Yep. And responsible shroom usage. True, <laughs> absolutely. That's that helps any quarantine shrooms. <laughs> <laughs>
Awesome, man. Well, Phil, thanks a lot for coming on, yeah. man. It was That's great. To, yeah, it was great to meet you. And nice. and uh, and again, you know, if you ever want to come back, we'd love to have you. Well, I live a weird life, so I'll probably have more weird stories later. Cool. <laughs> Sounds good, man. That's awesome, brother. Hi, this is Danielle. And Gina. From Most Excellent, the podcast. To get your fix of all things true crime, paranormal, strange, and peculiar, check out our comedy podcast, available on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever podcasts can be found. And remember to be Most Excellent. Hey everybody, you're listening to the What Your Weird Story podcast. You probably knew that already because you're listening or downloaded to the episode off of your iTunes or your Spotify or whatever place you get your podcast from. We want to thank you for listening. We also want to remind you to like us, follow us, subscribe to us, make sure that you get your new podcast episode every week. We'd also like to ask you to rate and review so that we can grow our audience and we can have more friends, we can have more stories. So thanks for listening to What's Your Weird Story. Philip has led a really interesting life. Yes. I thought we were going to say, Philip has left the building. <laughs> that too. <laughs> that too. Ba-da-da, ba-da-da. I remember, you know, Elvis, man, I, that is stuck in my head as a kid. My dad watched Elvis live so many times. Uh, and that was like one of my favorite parts, you know, yeah, get the real. cape, get the cape, you know, put on. That's <laughs> so good. But yeah, I've, I envisioned Philip to be that way. <clears throat> he's, totally. he's that kind of character. Yeah. <laughs> Those were really cool, very unusual stories and very personal. We want to thank you for sharing those for that reason. Thank you for talking about um, your mental health. Uh, And, you know, that's your way of taking care of it. You know, we all need, especially after this past year, we all need to focus on our mental health. And we all need to get ourselves in the best way that we can. And, you know, there are certain things that we do, uh, that are, you know, don't help us out. And we need to break those habits, break those cycles like Philip did when he, I mean, he took his, the, 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 he took mushrooms and it broke this lengthy cycle of suicide depression, you yeah. know, yeah. and, you know, but you don't have to necessarily take, uh, mushrooms. Maybe, maybe that would help, you know, because as we talked about, there are, a lot of research into that as a medicine of microdosing or whatever, but right. you know, maybe you need to be on some kind of, uh, yeah, you know, or therapy or, you know, have a talk to a therapist or psychologist or psychiatrist, you know, maybe you need uh, a mood stabilizer like myself, right? you know? Yep. Um, yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's not, it's nothing to be, you know, ashamed of. Uh, no. yeah. You know, everybody, no. You know, the, uh, this world is a weird, wild, wonderful, crazy, uh, sad, uh, everything you can think of, stick it in that, that, that mm-hmm. pot and let it boil because, you know, that, that's, that's part of what it is. And, um, and some people have a harder time, you know, even if you don't think you have issues, you got issues, you got issues yeah. cause you don't think you got issues. So yeah. you haven't had a one-on-one, uh, talk with yourself. So, yeah. uh, but no, he, you know. 
it, he just his life is just so interesting. He's a fun, fun character and mm-hmm. um, has a really interesting perception on things. And I had it from a very young age, from when he went under the the old laughing gas for uh, yeah. the 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 dentist, and uh, it sent him down a course that was maybe different than most people, um, mm-hmm. at, especially at that age, such a young yeah. age. Yeah, and the things that he experience you know through that whether that he had you know maybe he did tap into something where he was flashing back through time and seeing you know different lies we've heard people talk kind of about how they you know believe that they've had experienced these past lives and they've witnessed yeah. memories and mm-hmm. in sleep and in dreams and altered states of consciousness right um you know maybe that was it maybe it was just a psychedelic trip right um you know and right. his little you know, his small brain was like, you know, uh, maybe unlock something there that, he, you know, wasn't ready for. Right. Or, you know, or that was going to happen anyway. Right. You know. Um, so, but, you know, the main thing, like you said, you know, is he, he got, he got himself right. Right. You know. Yeah. So. And, you know, and who's to say that one guy's way of getting themselves right isn't the right way. So. Right. That's kind of what we're trying to say here as far as, you know, um, taking care of yourself. You know, if you need, you know, obviously, you know, taking time to get to know what your body and what your brain likes and what it doesn't like is super important to living a healthy life. But uh, oftentimes I find also, you know, uh, laughter is such a key ingredient to life. And uh, I, I make it a point to bring comedy and la- and and, la- and laughter into my life as much as I can and and talking to a guy like Philip he just brings it's just a joy and yeah. and I think that comes through with what we talked about yeah yeah cool deal all right well thanks again Philip and uh you know we will be uh looking to see you and doing live regular real live stand up yeah Hopefully in the near future. Absolutely. So, I'm not just outside of a fans auto parts. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hey, so um, so we're making a jump. We're making a. We're making. We're doing something a little different. We are handling our own business, as it were, and yes. uh, doing it ourselves. The DIY ethic, and yes. so. Um, tell folks a little bit more about what, what's entailed and, um, and, and, uh, what we need them to do. Well, basically, uh, without doing all the boring stuff, <laughs> uh, basically if you didn't have this episode it pop up in your subscription immediately this week, um, then you need to go and uh, unsubscribe from the us and then resubscribe. And um, because we are shifting to being self-hosted, which means that we are putting all of this out into the universe on our own, doing it ourselves, like Barry said, DIY style. And we're not using the uh, previous company that we're paying to do that for us. Right. We've, uh, we've figured out a way that we can do it, and it gives us the ability to do more things and uh, more uh, podcasts. We're hoping to, you know, we've been talking about this for a while, expanding and doing other shows, not as frequent, but doing other shows that we have ideas for, um, most notably the uh, Spin Jammerama, yeah. which we had a, the 
quasi debut episode for uh, last year or around this time, I think, or maybe a little later, but that will be coming up very soon. And we're putting uh, the first few episodes of that together. So uh, we will let you know more about that as it comes, but we've spoken to, we've got a couple of bands that we've uh, spoken to and interviewed. Uh, the first will be uh, future islands uh, who, uh, you know, I was, uh, I knew them back in the day when we played together as Art Lord in the Self Portraits, and uh, Barry was uh, the first person to record in studio. And it was uh, it was such a great that was a fun time we had with him. Yeah. It was like no time had passed really. I hadn't seen yeah. them since we did that almost twenty years ago or whatever that was. Yeah, yeah fifteen uh, well, yeah. almost. But somewhere, but yeah, between so, 15, 20 years. A long time ago, but it was great to catch up with yeah. those dudes. So we'll yeah. have more so, of that coming, and the, the, we'll have that coming. Yeah. We're, uh, we're also we also talked to the Wayland Storm, um, and those guys are also some buddies of mine from North Carolina, and uh, they make some really cool, uh, very different from Future Islands, but uh, great stuff. And, yeah, yeah. And then we've uh, we got an episode where Barry and I reminisce about some of the best live shows that we've seen. And uh, just a lot. Uh, all sorts of yeah, a lot. yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, but also, you know, uh, we'll be talking just talking music, talking bands, talking about Barry. will be talking about production and all that nerdy shit. Um, I will. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's what he nerds out on, man. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. that's all coming down the line sooner than later, and uh, we will keep you uh, in knowing about that as that comes. And so that you can subscribe to that as well. But yeah, do make sure that, you know, subscribe to us so that you do get every episode right there in your podcast uh, catcher of your choice, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Snitcher, sn- Stitcher, not Snitcher. I don't know what Snitcher, Snitcher is. Snatcher. Probably don't want to Google that. I don't yeah. know. Maybe it's something. <laughs> but anyway. You might not want to. Yeah, that. you never yeah. know. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, we'll keep you posted as things happen. But, yeah, we should be, as we speak now, doing it all on our own, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We had a marriage. It didn't work out. It's time to move on. Do it ourselves. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Um, thanks for always supporting us in our endeavors and what we do this, we do this for fun. We do this to talk to people. We do this for you guys. And, uh, so, you know, if you've got a weird story, we want to hear it. If you've got, uh, if you got an awesome concert story, something funny or crazy or awesome happened at a concert, we want to hear it. We want to hear it all. <laughs> so get a hold of us, be on the show, join us in Weirdsville or spin Jammeramaville. I don't know what the hell we're going to do with that, but that's still in development. It's all Weirdsville, baby. But uh, join us next week when we will be talking to James. And James has some interesting spooky stories to share as well. And lots of cool stuff coming up for you here in the near future. Every week, every Tuesday, 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 on your podcast, Catcher of Choice. So what's your weird story podcast with me, Adam BB and Barry Johnston. Thanks for listening. Have a good week. Be safe. Be weird. As always, if you have a weird story, we want to hear it. If you have a lot of them, we want to hear them all. We can't do this podcast without your invaluable contributions. Whether it's sharing your stories, listening, rating, and spreading the word about the podcast. Thanks for listening. Till next time, be safe.
be weird. The stories presented on the What's Your Weird Story podcast are, to our knowledge, true experiences that our guests have had. We can't take the time to research all claims made, and besides, it's just not as fun.